1: Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by E.P. Wealth. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. There's some big stories out there today. First and foremost, the markets are close to all-time highs. I'm not saying that should be celebrated. I don't think it should be. It's Pretty normal. Markets hit all-time highs 7 out of 10 years. Again, stock market's a roller coaster. No, it's not. Stock market is a great way of creating wealth over the long term. Through your 401k, where you're putting away 5, 10, 15% of your pay. Money will double every 7.2 years historically in the stock market. S&P 500, 500, fund, uh, S&P 500 funds. Don't know why I said that twice. It's not that nice that you have to say it twice. There's big stories out there today. First, let's get to the nitty-gritty because we like the nitty-gritty on this show. Um, The inflation number that came out this morning wasn't that bad. It didn't show a reignition inflation. It didn't show a drop in inflation either. It was kind of, I don't want to say meh because that's a little bit on the rude side. Personal uh, income, I don't know why I said income. Personal income increased 1%. That's a pretty good month over month. Holy mackerel. Expectations were for one half of 1%, but it increased 1%. So we're making more money, money, money. Do re mi. There was a 3.2% cost of living adjustment for social security recipients. That's that's part of that 1% increase. Nominal spending was just 2 tenths of a percent up month over month. Real personal spending was down one-tenth of a percent. So we're not spending and we're earning a little bit more. The PCE index was up 2.4% versus 2.6% in December. So all of that action on spending and income was a little bit more anemic on a year-over-year basis. The core PCE price index was up 2.8% versus 2.9% in December. The key takeaway is the year-over-year disinflation seen in the PCE price indexes and the softening in real spending. That should tamper first quarter GDP growth. So disinflation paired with slower growth are conditions the market will think remote. The Fed's going to cut interest rates at some point. In due time is the way I'm gonna say it. In due time, my boy. In due time. Initial jobless claims to the week ending February twenty fourth increased thirteen thousand, two hundred and fifteen thousand. That's a low number. Any number under three hundred and fifty thousand tells you the economy is doing okay. Do you remember um and I don't even know if this is like you can't talk about it anymore. Um the R gang. And uh, the kids would say, The Little Rascals, oh, hey. Okay. As a kid, I would rip that off or something like that. Oh, I was a horrible kid. Uh, that, that's like when I was like six. For some reason, we got to watch The Little Rascals overseas. Um, and I guess it was funny. As an adult, as a 10th and 11th grader, I used to watch Dave Letterman. And I would go to school the next day. I'd go, <laughs> Like Dave. Oh, there was nothing original about me. Anyway, let's move forward, shall we? What did you rip off? Come on. There had to be something. Like, totally. Were you a valley girl and you weren't really a valley girl? Apple's up fractionally. Meta's up 1%. I got some interesting stories on Meta today. Strength in mega cap stocks, drop in treasury yields, digesting the personal income and spending report. In terms of disinflation. That may persuade the Fed to cut rates sooner rather than later. Again, in due time, my boy, in due time. That's the best I can say at this point in time. Um, Let's talk Oprah Winfrey. It's not every day that I get to talk Oprah Winfrey. So when I do, it's kind of a joyous moment. One of the richest people in the world. She got her start in local television. I got my start in local television. Well, I didn't, but I, I broke into local television. You can catch me at my webpage, A Black Show, and you'll see some of my YouTube videos. If you subscribe, that would be a thank you from me to you. But Oprah Winfrey, <clears throat> she once was dating uh, a man who told her, hey, you know, when you do this talk show, take control of it yourself. You know, syndicate it yourself. Don't let ABC do it. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she did it and that, that syndicated show became one of the biggest, most profitable ventures of all time. You know who gave her that advice to do that? Um, Roger Ebert. I know what you're saying you mean that guy from that movie, that TV movie talking thing where they give a thumbs up and then later in life they give a really big thumbs up. And then one of them like lost half he lost half his face in some sort of freak disease, right? You know, God man, life can just be so cruel for as beautiful as it is. But, uh, yeah, she dated Roger Ebert back then. I think that's the story. I wasn't there. Media mogul Oprah Winfrey is dropping her spot on the board of directors of the weight loss company Weight Watchers. Ultimately, she's taking a GLP-1. She acknowledged that in December, a new class of weight loss drugs known as GLP-1s. Popular brands include Zempick-Wagovie, that they've been putting pressure on Weight Watchers. Weight Watcher stock fell twenty to twenty-five percent today on that news that she's gone. She's donating all of her Weight Watcher's shares to the National Museum of African American History. Ozempic Wagovian Zepbound are gonna be the most popular drugs ever. And they can curb wanting more. And now you're saying wanting more pizza? I get it. You'll lose weight if you can curb wanting more no, they can curb wanting more heroin. It can curb wanting more sex if you're a sex addict. It can curb wanting more gambling. We don't even know the uses of these drugs yet. They've been approved for use of children, twelve and older who are oompa loompas. Why do we have minivans? Because we have an obese nation. Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers launched prescriptions on uh, online, so they're trying to fight back. But a little too late. Their net loss grew to 140% to 88 million in the last three months, up from 35 million in the same period. People are quitting and taking drugs. Now, with these drugs, you're supposed to take protein or add muscle somehow through weight training or through protein, right?
2: One.
1: but Nordisk, and Eli Lilly reported sales jump more than 25%. These are going to be the greatest drugs of all time, of your lifetime. Burger King's offering a free Whopper deal in response to Wendy's surge pricing backlash. To get the deal, you have to spend $3 or more on the Burger King app. I find Burger King really good at marketing. Someone slips, they slide right on in and say, talk about that. We'll we'll take that on. Anyhow, talking about taking things on, I have a big event coming up March 23rd. Is that the right day? It's Crafting Your Retirement, Saturday, March 23rd, 10 to noon at the Don Tatson Community Hall in Lafayette, California. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show. It's 10 to noon on a Saturday with CFP Stephanie Richmond. That's right. No Chad Burton. CFP Stephanie Richmond. Sign up at robblackshow.com.
2: You may be decades away from retirement and feeling overwhelmed. You should be starting to craft your retirement plan. Some smart decisions now can make a huge difference in the kind of retirement you enjoy. So set aside the morning of March 23rd from 10 a.m. till noon when two of the Bay Area's leading financial voices will be in Lafayette to help guide you down the right path. Learn the next chapter, Crafting Your Retirement, at a seminar hosted by E.P. Wealth Stephanie Richmond and Rob Black. Certified financial planner Stephanie Richmond will show you how to reduce risk and generate secure income in retirement, plan for long-term care, learning when to take Social Security, and more. Rob will discuss the economy and the stock market. If you're looking to retire better and you have at least $500,000 in investable assets, this live seminar is for you. That's Saturday, March 23rd, 10 a.m. to noon at Don Tatson Hall in the La At library. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com.
1: That's robblackshow.com. Robblackshow.com. They don't do a lot of eyeballing of the stock market. Ultimately, I'm still young. I do look at it daily because I'm in media, but I'll even look at my holdings on a daily basis just to see. Hey, what part of my holdings did well? Was it small caps? Was it large caps? Was it the tech? What was it? But that's for informational purposes, and it's not for stress. Texas has a massive blaze going on, now the largest in the state's history. I kind of feel kind of in a competitive situation with Texas and California, kind of like California and Florida. A little weird, right? Let's take a look At the markets. Uh, I'm seeing green. I'm seeing green higher in oil. I'm seeing higher in the Russell 2000. The small cap index up nine tenths of 1%. The NASDAQ up four tenths of 1%. The Dow, which I really don't care about. Although Amazon was just added to the Dow Jones Industrial Average. No, 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 no. Amazon was, yes. Uber was added to the transports. That's the one I care more about in the world of the Dow Jones. Transports tell me what's happening in the economy. The S&P 500 up fractions, but it's an up day. So the inflation data, it logged its lowest annual rise in three years. You good with that? You picking up what I'm putting down? So when I look at the Dow Jones transports, um, take your simple as DJT. I'd rather look at that chart than say the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. And when I look at it on the last six months, it's moving higher from roughly 14,000 to 16,000, 15,820. That gives me an optimism that we're going to see the economy move higher in the next six months. It doesn't give me fact. It gives me optimism. It is a leading indicator in my opinion, uh, Taylor Swift is bringing event tourism to Singapore this weekend. can't go a whole month without talking about Tay-K. Um the NFL seller caps going higher this year because they said ratings were higher because of Taylor. She's changing that what NFL players get paid. Of course they're happy to see her, but Singapore is too. Singapore has hosted big concerts recently by Coldplay, Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, and now Taylor Swift. Concert economics are adding 10% to the GDP of Singapore. Hundreds of millions of dollars in tourism receipts. The Lion City, as Singapore is known, it's known for business travel, not concerts. And yet, this weekend, Taylor's kicking off, I think, six concerts. Coldplay performed six shows at Singapore's National Stadium. 200,000 tickets sold. I think it had the most record breaking number of tickets sold in one day for Coldplay. Taylor's Eras tour in the United States generated about 4.6 billion in the United States through hotel bookings and through flights. Hotel bookings for Singapore are up 10%. Demand for flights are up 20%. Swift's concert for Singapore will pull in. 20, 260 million to 370 million in tourism receipts. There's something, believe it or not, called event tourism. This summer, I'm going to take some time off, maybe six or seven business days. And my spouse has to go to a wedding in Italy, and I'm not invited, which is fine by me. Um, it's actually an event wedding, right? A destination wedding. Spend big bucks to travel. The reason the couple did that was because if he got married in LA where they're based, they would have had to invite 400 people and the wedding would have been more expensive than doing it in Italy for 100 people. I personally think it's kind of rude to get married in a destination and ask guests to pay for themselves. <clears throat> You're going to do that just alone. Mm-hmm. Have a party when you get back. But that's me. That's me. Mr. Bright Eyes, right? So. The spouse wants to meet me in London after the Italian wedding and see the Killers concert. I'm like, I don't really want to see the Killers in London because I don't really like stadium shows. How about we see a soccer game? So it's still an event. You know, you see what I'm putting down? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm willing to travel for events. It's a big thing in the world now. The sphere of you two. I think they're doing their last shows maybe this weekend, if I, if I remember correctly. The Eagles are are slated to potentially play this fall after they finish their last tour ever. They're going to do one more residency. Oh boy, that's that Don Henley trial is getting kind of weird on Stolen Eagles lyrics. Yeah, when I was younger and we were breaking up as a band, I was really depressed. And I invited a lady of the evening over who happened to be underage. She didn't say she was underage. and. That's coming up like 45, 50 years later in his life. Because um, I guess the attorney's like, have you ever been arrested? So they they like they dragged him through the mud. Anyhow, uh, makes you rethink a hotel in California, doesn't it? Mark Cuban gave some pretty good advice. He said his dad, when he was age 14, gave him advice that he's still using today. For much of Cuban's childhood, his dad, Norton, Norton, Worked 60 hours per week for a company that upholstered cars outside of Pittsburgh. Sometimes his dad brought work home with him. And he would sometimes bring in his son to sweep the floors. But he said, time wasn't spent to learn about what my dad did, but to learn that his job didn't have a future. His time was never his own. He wanted me to create my own path. He says that's the biggest lesson he ever learned. He said that I wanted to make enough money so I didn't have to respond to anybody else. Interesting, right? Cuban gets up and does one hour of emails and getting in touch with people every morning and wakes up. I like Cuban. I'm Rob Black. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. So I'm getting older, for sure. One of my favorite quotes in a movie was, Mother is the name of God on the lips and hearts of little children. Um, if I told you the movie, you'd be like, that's not a very good movie, but it's a great quote, right? Mother's the name for God, on lips and hearts of little children. I grew up that kid. Um, I'm thankful for a mother who expressed love and support. And I guess he, they always believed in me, feel pretty lucky to be here. Let's talk about some cool things that I'm seeing out there. Um, and some of these things could be catalyst in the future. For instance, Jason Wong, the CEO of NVIDIA is in Vegas and he's going to be talking at an HP event. You think he's going to say something about artificial intelligence? I bet he does. Jensen, not Jason, what's wrong with me? Jensen Wong. Um, but he's also going to be hosting a big artificial intelligence conference in san jose in march you think you gonna say anything about artificial intelligence or new product i bet it does i look for catalysts you know how there's an xbox and there's a playstation and they're kind of big and bulky and the spouse always goes i look so bad under the tv it, everyone's spouse says the same thing whether you're a man or a woman the other spouse is like it looks like a big 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 box under the TV. Well, more and more, we're talking about getting video games online where you don't have a big box that has an uh, expensive semiconductor in it. The expensive se- semiconductor and the servers on the cloud. And you think of NVIDIA as an AI company or a GPU company, you think it maybe as a data server company. All three very, very important companies. But they also have something called cloud gaming service called GeForce. <clears throat> their video game cards are called GeForce cards. I think I have the 4090, or my son does, because he's in computer science and he's constantly building animations. Um, Nvidia is going to start serving ads on their cloud gaming service, so you can go and play some of the best games in the world. You pay a subscription fee. They play Cyberpunk. You can pay Apex Legends. You can play Watch Dogs Legion. There's for the free tier you get commercials thrown at you. The free tier does not often or does often involve waiting in line for a remote computer to free up before every hour of free gameplay. There used to be a couple ads while you're waiting for them to to queue up. And that Gives that free tier of service where you're not paying a premium a bit of weight. NVIDIA's promise $799 a day ass hasn't really made it to fruition yet. Right now, the premium service costs about 20 bucks a month. There's no free trial. But you get the power of a 4080 in the cloud. You get greatly reduced latency. You get the G sync for your monitor. For those of you who don't know what I'm just talking about right now, <laughs> Think of it as Netflix, where you get streaming. They have the movies in the cloud. And you have to have a good internet connection, and you get to watch high-definition movies. High-definition movies. It's the same idea that if you have a good internet connection, you're going to be able to play high-definition video games. And that service already exists, but you've never heard of it. You will one day, because that's why Microsoft bought Activision. Microsoft and Sony would love nothing more than to end that big clunky console under your TV, as long as you're paying a monthly fee, of which my son, not the soccer player, he used to be a soccer player, maybe he still will be. He's still young. He's only in seventh grade. Um, but streaming services online are kind of, kind of a his thing with the Xbox Game Pass, which I think is the best value in all of subscriptions. Twenty bucks a month, he gets access to thousands of video games, some of them brand new that he would pay 60 bucks for. Okay, so I'm looking at Catalyst. You've never heard of NVIDIA's GeForce game service? I bet. How about the Vision Pro? Demand higher than expected. Returns are down to 1%. Analyst Ming Chi Koo believes that Vision Pro demand is higher than Apple originally expected, with shipments expected to hit 200, 250,000 units this year. The Vision Pro shipping time is now improved to three to five days. The shipping time after pre-orders opened on 19th of January. Was in early March, so it was a couple months. Now it's three to five days. So the Vision Pro sold out of its pre orders for the early adopters, and now the device has declined in popularity, but they're still expecting 200,000 to 250,000. The original estimates out of Apple were 150,000 to 200,000. Returns were as high as 25 3.5%. Now they're down to less than 1%. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you what: the if you break that, that's what you're gonna tell the kids if you bring one home. Don't you dare drop it! It ain't cheap to get fixed. There's no sign yet of a cheaper model coming. Who, who is the most reliable Apple Apple analyst on record? Has a solid, rock solid supply chain of sources. Their interpretation is change of employment means that he is no longer gets to spend as much time on the ground in China talking with Apple suppliers. The one percent return rate is insight into the numbers of units being refurbished It's helpful. Um, international rollout coming. China will get the headset in April or May. Europe will get it probably around the same time. I think it's going to be a good product in the long term. If they can get the price down another thousand bucks, and they will, there'll be a pro version that's super expensive. There'll be a consumer version that's less expensive. I'm just jumping around headline news right now. Meta is aiming to reveal its demo for Orion this fall. I know you're saying, what's Orion? It's the true augmented reality glasses. They have a bit of a hit on their hand right now, but they want a bigger hit. Meta has been working on high-tech augmented reality glasses for years, called the O'Brien Project. It aims to show off the results of that work at its annual Connect Developer Event this fall. Not expected to be made a public to the, uh, be made available to the public for several more years, but an internal project for true AR augmented reality glasses. And if you've seen some of the Ray-Ban smart glasses that Meta has right now, they're pretty cool. They sound amazing, so you don't need AirPods. And you can take pictures. Now what's the use of taking pictures with your eyeball kind of thing? But it's keen interest projects. Zuckerberg posted threads earlier this month showing several versions of Meta glasses on his deck. Certain prototypes of the unreleased AR glasses were visible in the photo, which showed at least two glass frames that are much thicker than the available Meta smart glasses currently. Again, that's this fall. We're talking about Catalyst. We started with Jensen Wong going to Vegas, talking AI with HP. Then in March, he's going to be talking AI for an NVIDIA uh, AI conference in March. You're looking for Catalyst. Sometimes you're looking for visibility. Sometimes you're looking for earnings. Sometimes you're looking for revenue. You're always looking for catalysts. Um, Headline news, older U.S. adults should get another COVID shot. Basically every four months, they're saying, in the fall and winter. Uh, My mother passed away from COVID, and it sucked. And I know she was old, and I'm not saying that it's not something that's going to get strong, healthy 18-year-old boys. Um, I'm not smart enough to know. I know long COVID has a, a real problem in the United States. Um, But interesting to note, like all the companies that did the shots, they were short-term investments for momentum. Long-term? We'll find out. Uh, I don't play a lot of pharmaceuticals. Dave Ramsey said if you have a car payment, you'll be broke your whole life. And says the average millionaire drives a four-year-old car with 41,000 miles. That's funny. I drive a nine-year-old car with 85,000 miles. I've cut down my miles a lot since uh, COVID. But uh, I'm not a big new car kind of guy. Here's what I like about Dave Ramsey. I think he's absolutely wrong on a lot that comes out of his mouth. But what he's saying is a car payment is something you're 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 consumed with and you're not sending money into your 401k oftentimes when you're younger. And I agree with that. I think you should be saving for your long term retirement. Here's one little trick that I don't like about Dave Ramsey. He doesn't manage people's money. He hires other he lets other people pay him to manage money that he can find online, right? And his advice is like, yeah, you should use uh, mutual funds. But these mutual funds have high fees. And that way, the person that he hires is able to kick back money to him. I don't like that. I think you should be in low-cost fees, uh, low-cost exchange-traded funds, especially while you're accumulating wealth. Um, But I think a car payment should be in your head of, am I paying too much? So sometimes I I don't like someone, but at the same time, I can go, "Eh, okay, I get it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget to get a big event coming up with Stephanie Richmond, Crafting Your Retirement, March 23rd, 10 to noon. It's a Saturday at Don Tateson Community Hall, Lafayette Library, Lafayette, California. Yeah. It's about a month away, a little less than a month. Sign up today at RobBlackShow.com. That's RobBlackShow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Yesterday, I did a little passing story, but one of the big winners on Wall Street was... Um, HIMS. Which, if you listen to AM radio or satellite radio, you'll oftentimes hear commercials for HIMS and HERs, and you can get erectile dysfunction, you can get um, pills that are generic version of Propecia to grow hair on your head. You they sell a lot of stuff that we don't want to talk to our doctor about out loud. Hey doctor, I'm having erectile dysfunction problems. Um go online. You'll talk to a doctor online. They'll write you a prescription and they'll conveniently come to your house in a unmarked package for whatever ails you. Not whatever ails you. Um I think that's going to be a big business down the road. If there was one small cap stock that I would look at, I'm starting to look at. Um, and I tend to let I tend to buy small caps in in ETFs, which is an exchange traded fund, a fund of stocks. So there's typically way more than one. What's neat about that story is it was during COVID that our government opened up the laws that. You know, male pattern baldness, It's you can see the bald patch on the back of your head. I noticed that I had it in my 30s. I was on CNBC, and I was on a remote studio, and I, I bent down, and I could see it in my monitor. I was like, oh, I got a bald spot. Never knew about it. Never went up there. Never played up there. Hairstylist, I was never like, oh, by the way, you're starting to lose your hair up here. Um, I've aged pretty well, I think, but I get it. I get the idea of um, doing things online. Interesting, right? Uh, here's a big question: Jeff Bezos, Leon Black, Jamie Dimon, the Walton family—they've sold a combined eleven billion dollars in company stock this month. In the month of February, Jeff Bezos sold eighty-eight point five billion dollars of Amazon shares. CEO Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan Chase—he sold one hundred and fifty million in stock. That's the first cash out that he's taken. At the bank in eighteen years, Leon Black, co-founder of the Apollo Global Management, he sold one hundred and seventy-two million stock for his first ever stock sale. Mark Zuckerberg unloaded one point four million shares of Meta worth six hundred thirty-eight million. The Waltons, who are uh, founders of the Walmart, Um, the trust for the Walton family, sold one point five billion of Walmart stock this month. The family owns about 45% of Walmart shares. Some of it's going to be for diversification. Some of it's going to be for buying a boat. Some of it's going to be for buying medicine to grow hair on your head. I don't know. But are the tea leaves telling me anything? It's a great question. It's a really, really good question. The SP 500 is trading higher today. Not crazy high, but we're so close to all time highs. Um, so we're in a good place right now. We know the feds going to lower interest rates in their words, three times this year in our fantasies, six times this year, where's the truth? I don't know, but it's definitely not going to be zero. That's sh- that should help ease the borrowing cost for home buyers, for individuals with credit cards, for corporations with bonds. Oh, boy, that's going to be an interesting story. Let's see if I have time to do for that one. So the everything opened higher, and it's kind of creeping a little bit lower. S&P 500 is barely up. The NASDAQ is up one quarter of a percent. The Dow just went slightly negative. The Russell 2000 is up a quarter of one percent after being up over one and a half. Tesla's going to face a race-biased class action suit by 6,000 workers. That's not good, you've ever heard of Elon Musk's father, he's kind of a racist, or he says some racist things is the right way to say it, right? Uh, Microsoft continues to roll out more generative AI capabilities. They've started an offering called Copilot for Finance. They said the service will make it easier for workers to sort data and find errors in financial reports. Interesting stuff, right? NVIDIA is rolled out a piece of software that can search all of your documents on in your computer or your PDFs and give you opinions about stuff that you own. That's helpful for me. You know, it's a lot of scripts. I can punch in the word NVIDIA into my NVIDIA GPT and it'll give me all the stories that I've accumulated over the years. And it'll tell me if I like it or not. Is that valued in the stock? Should it be valued in the stock? The man who warned about a dot-com bubble, says another may be forming right now in AI, Jeremy Siegel, says tech stocks surging this year, amid enthusiasm over the rise of AI. He warned equities were a sucker's bet before the dot-com bubble in 2000, said he fears investors are still taking markets on a familiar, potentially dangerous path. Siegel, who retired from Wharton last week after a 45-year career as a finance professor, Pointed to the rise, the meteoric rise in semiconductor stocks, which you're often seen as the pickaxes and shovels. The AI revolution, I just mentioned Microsoft having a tool for finance that can find errors in your presentations. These applications are going to be big next year or late 2024, but the revolution started in late 2023 on AI semiconductors, hoping or expecting software to be built in 2024. Siegel said it's impossible to tell whether Semiconductor's Action Day is akin to 97, 98 with the internet, or if it's more like 95, One. like tech bulls think, or 2,000 like bears think, compared to the current rise of chip stocks to the internet darlings during the dot-com era. He's not saying he's negative. He's saying we need to be looking at it. Some areas are bubbly. And I agree with that. You can find me online at robblackshow.com Keep in mind, I didn't just say something negative. I still own shares of NVIDIA. I think they have one more easy quarter of wiping out a low earnings report from four quarters ago. And then the growth is going to become a lot more challenging because they've already had four quarters. That Swindle will have four quarters in a row of high earnings. Now, again, they still have too much demand and not enough supply good problem to have for now. When they start cutting prices, look out below. That's when secular becomes cyclical. I'll tell you when it happens. Listen to me on roblockshow.com
2: You may be decades away from retirement and feeling overwhelmed. You should be starting to craft your retirement plan. Some smart decisions now can make a huge difference in the kind of retirement you enjoy. So set aside the morning of March 23rd from 10 a.m. till noon when two of the Bay Area's leading financial voices will be in Lafayette to help guide you down the right path. Learn the next chapter, Crafting Your Retirement, at a seminar hosted by E.P. Wealth Stephanie Richman and Rob Black. Certified financial planner Stephanie Richmond will show you how to reduce risk and generate secure income in retirement, plan for long-term care, learning when to take Social Security, and more. Rob will discuss the economy and the stock market. If you're looking to retire better and you have at least $500,000 in investable assets, this live seminar is for you. That's Saturday, March 23rd, 10 a.m. to noon at Don Tatson Hall in the La at library. Space is limited, so sign up today at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com.